0: In a minute Let me touch down, I'ma get it, cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game
1: time. It's game time. Here's your host, Tom Barfield and Glenn Stretch-Smith.
0: Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to a Monday edition of Game Time. This is your all-access pass to Central Texas sports, and boy, do we have a ton to get to today. We need about six hours instead of a couple here, but we'll uh, we'll dive into it. We're going to cover the Cowboys, we're going to cover the uh, Bears and the Big 12 and the SEC, and... Uh, we're going to cover the top twenty-five. Oh my goodness, do we have a lot to get to? And then, of course, there's high school football to discuss as well, and uh, just just it's hockey, NBA, Major League Baseball playoffs. Uh, Seventy-five teams in the MLB make the playoffs this year, and uh, the Rangers were not one of them. But uh, so we have playoffs to get to and discuss. Uh, the Astros and just, so there's a lot of stuff to get to today. We're going to head around the horn and check in. Glenn, how you doing?
2: Good. How you guys today?
0: Terrific. Terrific. Uh, Garrett, how are we rolling? Good, man. Your eyes still look, you you look been, like you should be, uh, you, you look like you ought to have a, your look, third DWI or something. Look, what is going I've,
3: on? Man, I don't know. I've been eating Benadryl like candy all weekend because nothing else will work and it's still not working. So after the show, I'm going to call the doctor and they got to get me in. You think it's only been yeah. like seven weeks? <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> I mean, and I called him last
0: night, Stretch. I said, "Hey, I'm 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 ready to go." The the uh, before the the game, you know, it's about three o'clock. I said, "Garrett, let's get our mountain bikes out. Let's go to Mount Rush Robinson and let's do a couple laps." He didn't. He didn't want any part of it. He nope. said, "I don't feel good. I, I don't feel
2: good." I, I got a feeling that's the daily response from both of you. Neither one of <laughs> Pretty you. Pretty close. But I. But I. You know what? I like that you're trying to sell me on it. And all right, I'll, I'll I'll buy in. And if you know, if you got some Lance Armstrong in you, and you feel like going a few rounds, i go get after it, brother. I, hang on, hang on, hang on. Cowboys just missed another extra point. Sorry. Ooh. Ugh. Wow! <laughs> My goodness.
0: How many what? NFL teams miss three extra points in one game? Two kicks and a two-point conversion. How many I, do that? Three extra points. I, I,
2: how many? How many teams give up seventy-seven in two weeks? An all-time cowboy record. Give up seventy-seven points defensively in week two and week three. Mm. I mean that. It's, it's, Guys, it's unheard of. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm dead serious, and I'm not. I'll get into this a little bit later, but I, 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 whoever is in there right now trying to explain what happened, and they're watching that film and trying to explain what happened, they have no explanation, and it, it's a problem. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, the Cowboys better be running the white flag up because it. The, defensively they got some real issues guys
0: well you know and 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 we will dive into it after some quick headlines but we were you and I touched base during the game and You know, I mentioned you. I thought the particularly the safeties, but I thought the entire secondary should maybe get you know buy a ticket, get some popcorn because they were flat foot. And then there were periods in the game stretch where they weren't that bad in on the back end. Then they'd go right back to playing soft and letting you know five, six, seven yards of separation. They were all over the map defensively on the back end. I thought.
2: Yeah, yeah, really, really a poorly coordinated effort and. I, we'll get into this a little later on in the show, but guys, right now, the, the, the defensive side of the football, coaching-wise, there's some real issues, and, and it's something that Mike McCarthy's going to have to address, and it has gone on since week one.
0: All right, let's uh, give you some quick headlines. We'll get to the break, and then we're coming back with Cowboy Talk. Uh, so, there you go. All right, uh, the Cowboys do, do lose yesterday, uh, 38-31 to the Seahawks. They're now 1-2. and two. They'll welcome in the Cleveland Browns at uh, noon at AT&T Stadium. Our broadcast Sunday will begin at 11 a.m. A lot of high school football games from uh, over the weekend and a lot of great games. We'll dive into that a little later on, but – uh, one the one that kind of jumps off the page at me was the uh, Franklin win over Lexington, and also the McGregor win over Rockdale. College football, no different than than yesterday. Crazy games all over the place. Bears, they do their thing and take care of KU, uh, and we'll we'll talk about uh, Tristan Ebner a little later on in the broadcast. But Oklahoma loses to Kansas State. Texas, the number eight team in the country, they. Eek out, and I do mean by the uh, um, just, oh. it, unbelievable how the onside kick touchdown oh, you two point conversion lucky, lucky oh. ain't the word for it. They better Lu- go to Vegas. Is <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you you always say that, but it's the truth. When right. you when you recover the onside kick and then you score a touchdown, then you convert a two point conversion. Although I will say this about the two point conversion they got it in the end zone where the Cowboys run a two-point conversion and throw it two yards shy of the end zone.
2: Yeah, no, Tom Herman, uh, he he better be buying one of those $10 scratch and sniff tickets because, I mean, lucky, lucky, lucky to come out of Lubbock with a win. No, no question about it.
0: 63-56 in overtime. Yeah, that's the number eight team in the country. Mississippi State goes to Baton Rouge, Death Valley, and they win over LSU. Aggies? With all those Vandy football players not playing, the Aggies at home eke out a 17-12 to win, and then the polls are back out, and you got teams that have never played a game in the top. Uh, we're going to get into the polls a little later on as well. NFL, as we mentioned, the Cowboys do get the, uh, the loss. Uh, NHL, whoo, stretch. Come on now. <laughs> oh, That's that? too close. Double oh, overtime boy. for the Stars over Tampa, and they'll play tonight. They'll play tonight.
2: Well, that would that was that overtime win though not fun to extend this series yeah. I mean it was exciting to watch and uh, yeah I mean well, this good, is good for be the their stars th- they're hanging in there. Yep, this is their third must win tonight. This
0: hey, is their uh, uh, third must win tonight and uh, they'll play tonight against Tampa.
2: And, and a Monday night football game that is a marquee matchup. So guys if you got two TVs you get you, you can't you can't go between you can't have one and be flipping it back and forth you got to have two on tonight cuz you're going to miss something in in and with I think two great games.
0: Well, and you had a dandy last night on the Sunday night game as the Packers went over the Saints 37 to 30. Uh Boston they lose to Miami 125 113 that deal is done so now you got Miami and the Lakers and that will commence on Wednesday night Major League Baseball the uh, Astros boy you don't want to peak too soon they drop three out of four to the Rangers so they are 29 and 31 something uh, and they uh, they head into the playoffs they'll play tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock against uh, the three seed Minnesota and we'll have it on our sister station Fox Sports. Central Texas and that will be a 12:30 broadcast on Tuesday. They'll play at noon on Wednesday, so that means an 11:30 broadcast. And then in the uh, if game will be Thursday if there is a, a uh, if game. So that'll be Thursday. So it's Minnesota, the three seed against the Astros, the six seed. So there you go. And Houston not playing very well uh, heading into the playoffs. All right, it's 10 9 We're going to step aside. When we come back, we
4: go at it. NFL football, Cowboy Talk next
0: on ESPN Central Texas.
4: This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nietzsche Group. Learn more at the Nitsche group.com.
5: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a cool and windy start to the day with temperatures in the upper 50s and lower 60s. Skies will be mostly cloudy throughout the morning, but the sun will come out after lunchtime and temperatures will hover around the mid-70s in the afternoon. Tonight's clear skies. Tuesday will be warmer with highs in the upper 70s and mostly sunny skies throughout the day. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
6: B&M Barbecue in Riesel is a proud supporter of all area sports and academics, including Riesel High School Indian football. Before the game Friday night, stop by B&M Barbecue for all-you-can-eat catfish. If it's barbecue you want, try their burgers, or their brisket, sausage, or ribs. Whether it's one of their plights or a sandwich, you can't beat B&M Barbecue, 100 West Frederick Street in Riesel. Go Indians!
8: Hi, this is Travis with Texas Trust Home Buyers and I buy houses cash. If you own a house and want to sell it fast at a fair price, call me at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. I can pay cash and close in as little as 3 days. I buy houses in any condition, any price range, and anywhere in the Waco and surrounding areas. I'm a private real estate investor who buys several houses a month and I want to buy more. I buy inherited houses, divorced houses, behind-in-payment houses. I even buy my tenants won't pay me the rent houses. Do you own a house that is trash and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, because I love buying junk houses. I buy vacant houses, abandoned houses, condemned houses, and foreclosure houses. If you own a house and want to sell fast, call me at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. 870-8645. Or check us out on the web at texastrusthomebuyers.com. TexasTrustHomeBuyers.com Travis is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Texas.
7: My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com
3: Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station.
7: Qualified buyers at 3.9% with $4,000 down, cash, or trade. One available. Tax, title, and license extra. See dealer for details.
0: It's the pre-owned kickoff savings event at Richard Carr. Score big savings like a 2011 GMC Acadia SLE for $109 a month or a 2011 Chevy Avalanche pickup for $199 per month or a 2019 Jeep Cherokee for $279 a month. Celebrate your score at the kickoff savings event going on now at Richard Carr
9: Boys.com. All right,
0: 1013. It is a Monday edition of Game Time. Your all-access pass to Central Texas sports. We're going to get into uh, the uh, high school games from Friday night. We'll also get into uh, Baylor and the Big 12 uh, coming up in a few minutes as well. But right now, we're going to turn our attention stretch to the uh, to the Cowboys. And I'm going to give you just a few quick little tidbits and and then you I want to get your thoughts on on these so kicking game miss extra points kicking game muff kick uh let's see uh not much of a running game uh at all particularly early in the football game and then the uh then the craziness of Seattle having an easy walk in touchdown because the secondary was so poorly and I had the guy get a ball knocked out of his hands. You saw some nutty stuff in, in in you look up and it's 9 to 9 and you've seen you've seen 9 million things already in a
2: 9-9 nine nine football game. Yeah, you know guys, I'm going to start with about it was right there in the uh it was right in the first quarter. I I don't know that I've seen four maybe worst coordinated, worst executed plays in a football game. I'm going to the – it's third and about six. Seattle runs an outside flip where they just flip the ball, pitch it, you know, wishbone style out there because the Dallas defense has no edge. They flip it for ten yards in a first down. The very next play they run a max protect two-man route with a – with an inside dig and an outside post, and Xavier Woods stands flat-footed as if he's never recognized a dig post concept before. It's a walk-in touchdown. Seattle kicks the ball off. Pollard takes it four yards deep and decides just for craps and giggles, let me throw it down here on the one-yard line and see what will happen. He almost doesn't get on it. He jumps on it. And then after the after you thought the ace of spades had been played three times in your card game, they run outside zone from the six inch line for a safety. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm sitting there, I'm flabbergasted. It just goes one, two, three, four. It, it really was. It was. It was an unbelievable scenario of what went down. Now, I mean, we can start here by talking. A few positives, and, I, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to say Alden Smith is an unbelievable player to come off of the, mm. you know, to come out of the streets, hadn't played football in four years, and to come out and do what he's doing. He, he had three sacks. He is someone who is comfortable standing up in a two-point stance. He understands a 3-4 scheme and what they want him to do from an outside you know from an outside defensive end standpoint that's one out of 11 guys that's kind of what the rangers are doing right now they're about 1 for 11 the rest of the defense fellas i'm telling you this is as poorly coordinated defense as i have ever seen I, and i mean ever it's unbelievable how we go from week 1 when we talked about they had they had acted like they had never seen a boot a waggle a quick short passing game. Then in week two, they let the tight end for Atlanta just scream through the seam, never even touch him, never cover him. He's wide open. And they allow Russell Wilson to throw six touchdown passes. And I know what you guys are going to say. You're going to say, well, there's only five on the stat. No, he threw six. And, and Thank goodness! Thank goodness! The Alabama defensive back that they drafted makes an unbelievable play to come up and knock the ball out of DJ's hands before he gets through. You know, before he scores.
0: Well, he's it, behind him, so he can. No, <laughs> he's chasing and, and, and him. And
2: I agree. You're, but you're going to get beat some. That, that's that's. I got no problem with a guy getting beat in double moves. I got no problem if a guy you know just kind of gets you know gets out out. You know, run, gets gets run by for the football. What I have a problem with is when you're so poorly coordinated that you let guys go scot free. I mean, scot free through your defense. Well, yes again, I've never seen anything like that. Aikman said a couple of times yesterday that he felt like the DBs had their
0: eyes in the backfield and not on the receiver. And, and you on that one play right there that you're talking about where it was just a two man ride, he flies right by him, I mean he could have patted him on the back when he went by.
2: Oh, I, I mean I'm just telling you guys. I I, I and I know I, I'm not trying to sound like, you know I, I'm the Monday morning quarterback and I, you know you won't hear you won't hear me get on here. I know from having coached in the league I know that you know that the easiest thing you can do is start talking about play calls or. You know, when you start criticizing what guys are calling. But when guys are running buck free through your defense, it is a problem. I'm telling you, on the bunch set down there, there how many times did you see Seattle run a bunch set, play action, boot it, and they – I mean, the, the Cowboys secondary had no idea how to pass it off. As if they'd never seen it. It was, and it was, in fact, the same thing they'd seen. You'd seen week one against the Rams. It really is the most maddening thing, fellas, I've ever seen. And I'm telling you right now, I, I do believe you'll see some coaching responsibility changes on this defense. I, I really do. I think you're gonna. You, they're gonna have to do something here because you've got Demarcus Lawrence, who you're paying big money to, and getting. Very little production out of, and they say his ankle's a little dinged up. He has no business in a two-point stance. You've got Everson Griffin, who you've, you know, you you brought from Minnesota, and he is. You're getting zero production out of him right now. You're trying to run a defensive front and a defensive scheme that doesn't fit your personnel. The back end of the defense, Tom, which you mentioned earlier, that you're you, those are the guys you're going to have now. Woozie a is a little nicked up, Brown's a little nicked up, but what you're seeing safety-wise, Thompson and Woods, that's it. I mean, I, I never thought I'd yearn for the days of wanting Jeff Heath back here, but right now, I mean, Jeff Heath would be so much better than anything that you've got. It, it's, it really is, it's, it's a situation where I think Mike McCarthy, obviously he has some loyalty to Mike Nolan, who is the defensive coordinator, but he's gonna, they're going to have to take a hard look at what's going on, and say, fellas, somewhere we've got it—we've got it big time wrong here. Let's... And 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 I'm talking about wrong because the secondary guys is so poorly coordinated. I, I I can't stress that enough. It really is. It's amazing. Now, offensively, I mean, I think the Cowboys are, are really good. You talked about the running game. The NFL can stop you from running the football if they want to, and that's exactly what Seattle did. They lined up and said, you know what, we're going to play a bare front, which means we're going to cover your center, both your guards. We're going we're to bring Jamal Adams down. We're going to get eight in here, and you're not running the football. And it w- didn't matter what happened yesterday. Ken Norton, Jr., the defensive coordinator for Seattle, was not going to allow Dallas to beat them with Zeke. That didn't matter if it was running the ball. How many screens did they call yesterday? About five. And we're we're all screaming at the TV. I won't get into the play calling because I think that's the easiest thing to do. The point I'm making is they were not going to let Zeke beat them. And so Dallas then decided to say, hey, we're going to put the ball in Dak Prescott's hands. We'll throw it 57 times. For 472 yards, Seattle's corners were playing outside leverage. It was there all day for him to throw the football and run up and down the field. And you know what? They should have scored 34 points. You know, you 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 mentioned uh, special teams execute a lack of execution for kick kicking the ball through the uprights. But 34 should win you an NFL game. And, and the fact that you gave up 38 and five touchdown passes and really what should have been six, it, it's just, it really is unbelievable.
0: So. You meant, and then there were some offensive line uh, injury issues. So, so they're going to take the running game away yesterday. Ken Norton Jr., the former Cowboy linebacker, uh, the DC with 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 Seattle, they take the running game away, as you point out. So, is that in your mind? Is is that going to be a blueprint that everybody else is going? Are the Cleveland Browns going to look at that and go, take the running game away, put them in, put eight in the box, and let's just get after it and see what happens?
2: Well, and, and if they do, Dallas has shown you they can they can throw they can throw the ball all over the yard. I mean, they. Th- they threw the ball to receivers that we didn't even know the Cowboys had. I mean that Cedric Wilson had 107 yards receiving and two touchdowns. He doesn't even start. So uh, if you choose to do that, and if you if you choose to, and it is a copycat league, and if you choose to put eight in the box and do that, Dallas will wear you out offensively. That's the that that really is the that that's the good thing, guys. Here's the here's the here's what I'm telling you. From a coaching perspective, it, it, it is almost appalling to turn it on and watch how unsound it is. I'm talking about unsound defensive principles. And they it, – it, Something as simple as setting an edge on a defense, whether whether it's the strong safety, whether it's the free safety, whether it's the Sam, whether it's the wheel linebacker, somebody's got to set the defensive end, if he's a seven or a nine technique, to an open inside. They've got to set the edge. And when, you, when you're not doing something as simple as setting the edge, and they've done it three straight weeks, guys, we're talking about and, – and when I initially saw it against the Rams, I thought, well, okay, this is a – Structural issue that they'll get worked out, right? But now we've watched the Cowboys for three straight games in a quarter and a half of football play what felt like preseason football the the first quarter and a half. I'm talking about everything from special teams to dumping the ball on the ground to bringing the ball out seven, eight yards deep in the end zone. I'm talking about defensively, not setting the edge, not acting like you would never seen a boot, a waggle. I'm talking about offensively, what they had to do yesterday was actually move, bring the Biotis kid in at center, move Looney to right guard, move the right guard, Zach Martin to tackle, and that, that can happen. I mean, when, when Steele was out there and, and I mean, he's – you know, those guys were really getting beat bad. And so when you have to readjust your offensive line because you've got two tackles down, I think that's understandable. I mean, you know, Tyron Smith's still one of the best tackles in the game. Lyle Collins, one of the best young tackles in the game. That's understandable that you could have some issues from a protection standpoint. But guys, defensively, to be making mental bust to not be checking coverages, to not to not understand how to communicate through your secondary, and to be just letting guys run through the secondary. Guys, it is unexcusable, and it is it, it really is. It's a fireable offense, and, and I'm sure this Cowboys staff right now is, is questioning themselves on what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball without doubt.
0: All right, it's 1026, 26 after 10 o'clock. Uh, the Cowboys will now turn their attentions to the Cleveland Browns,
2: and the Browns guys are going to come to town two and one. Baker Mayfield hey, hey, and 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 a, and a talented football team. This is a talented football team. So yeah, Dallas has got Dallas has got their work cut out for them. Here's the, here's the, here's the here's the positive side. They may be in the worst division in football. Eight and eight, <laughs> eight, 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 and eight, literally might win the division. So. You're 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 one and two and tied for first place in the in the division, playing a, a, as bad as you can play defensively, and and guys, let let's let's say this too, they are a red hair from being zero and three. They really are. I mean, this should be an zero and three football team right now. We ought to be just beside ourselves with the talent they have offensively, and, and you know they figured out a way to 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 win the one last, uh, last week against Atlanta, but. One and two, it does not look very good at at, at the star right now. And what did Atlanta do yesterday? I gagged it up late. Again. To the Bears. Yep, again. It's
0: 1027. Let's uh, step aside. We'll uh, get a check on the weather. It's a beautiful day. Sunshine and 69 degrees. Check on the weather and more football conversation coming up next on Game Time here from ESPN Central Texas.
6: Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on road diesel, off road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 Or look for My It Feels on Facebook Let's face it, some people just like driving around in the new. Hi, Jay
10: here from Pickup Outfitters to talk about those truck owners that know they have naked trucks but simply don't care. You'll hear them saying something like, I'm just driving around free and easy, nothing constricting me. Gross. But there is something that can entice almost any naked truck owner. Leather. I mean, they kind of go together, right? And Pickup Outfitters is an authorized dealer and professional installer of cat skin leather seats. So I'm asking you to do your part and help us in truck nudity. The next time you're near your naked truck owner friend, you can say something like, you know what would really be sexy on your truck? Leather. And they'll get that sly smile, and you know you've hit them in their weak spot. Pickup Outfitters installs factory matching leather kits or custom kits in just about any color combination for your truck or even car. It's the sexy thing to do. You can be part of the problem, or you can create a commotion with cat skin leather seats at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Eyre Drive
8: in Waco. Do you wake up each morning with chronic joint pain or go to sleep at night with the aches and pains of a recent or old sports injury? Meet Dr. Lance Ellis, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon with Coriel Health that specializes in orthopedic spine surgery, minimally invasive treatments for bone and joint pain, hip replacement, and joint reconstruction. To learn more about Dr. Ellis' personalized treatment plans or to schedule an appointment, visit CorielHealth.org. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home.
2: Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney.
6: If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at citizenstatebanktx.com.
2: Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success.
6: Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, Jagger, Wampus Cat, Lion, Trojan, or Wildcat. Know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender.
1: ESPN radio sports center
4: i'm steven simcox with your USBN central texas sports center update get the deerball kubota l series tractor for as low as 149 dollars a month right now at wc tractor or a more service center in star the cowboys late rally came up short on sunday dallas is now one and two after their loss to seattle mike mccarthy talked after the game about dallas failing to score on their final drive of the game
11: you know, really he made a, a tremendous play staying on his feet uh, you know for the last play to get the ball thrown in, into the end zone so uh, just you know Execution, uh, particularly playing a little uphill that, at that spot, we had you know had to three timeouts. We'll be better next time for it.
4: The Rangers' season came to an end on Sunday afternoon with an eight to four victory over the Astros. Texas finished the year with a twenty two and thirty eight record. The Astros start a playoff series with the Twins tomorrow afternoon. Game one is set for one o'clock on Tuesday, and game two will be at noon on Wednesday. It's a best of three series.
1: Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, 1031, this is game time with Tom and Stretch and Garrett, and we're glad you're with us. We're going to dive in and talk some college football as uh, we talk some Baylor Bears, some Texas Longhorns. and Guys, I mean, just just watching scores from Saturday before we get into the specifics of the Baylor game, wasn't it just an absolute wild day in college
2: football? I mean, just a bizarre day uh, in college football. Well, and to watch, you know, the score that shocked me was Oklahoma. I mean, to let to let that team come in to Norman and and, and really have their way with you, I, I, I was. I, I tell you, guys, I'm as might be as disappointed in the Big Twelve right now as I am the Cowboys defense, and I I don't think I'm being sarcastic or snarky to say that. It it really is. It's incredible how Houston Baptist can play. Texas Tech absolutely off their feet. And then the University of Texas with the five star secondary that they have, I give up over a half a hundred. I, it, it's unexplainable. I mean, at some point you have to say, guys, how does this, how does this kind of thing keep happening? I mean, he just changed coordinators this year. Got, brought brought Chris Ash in and and boy, they, I mean they look they look horrible in the secondary. I mean they look lost. I, and then Oklahoma, defensively, you know, I start to question when you do what you do offensively at Oklahoma, which is a lot of, of, of a gadgetry offense is what, uh, that's what Lincoln Riley kind of prides himself on is out scheming guys and gadgetry wise. Well, they fired Stoops two years ago, brought in Alex Grinch, you know, supposed to be a defensive guru from Ohio State, and Oklahoma can't, can't stop Kansas State. I uh, it, it really is i mean you have an oklahoma state team whose quarterbacks down i, I mean right now fellas iowa state comes in beats tcu who 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 would you really have any faith on in in, in, in this big 12 conference
3: oh that's a good question well it's it's a pretty average yeah. conference
2: i
0: mean i mean there was so much conversation about well, you had the top end of the league, and then everybody else. Well, that's just not true. There is no top end of the league. I mean, it, there isn't, and I don't know if 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 it's because of COVID, if it's I mean, no. I, I don't know. But here's the one thing that here's the one common denominator that I'm seeing that I'm that at every level, from the high school level to the college level to the NFL level, and I don't know why it is. Because you know you you still got practice time, but special teams play across the board is poor. I mean, poor at every stinking level, and I and I can't explain it. Now, a couple other scores of interest: Mississippi State uh, goes to goes to Death Valley and win. Explain that one. Uh, Vanderbilt has half their football team not playing this year, and they hang tough with the Aggies. Well, I mean, there's it, a lot of crazy stuff going on in football.
2: Yeah, and when you say explain. What happened at LSU? Let's, let's think about this now. Yeah. The the players they lost, the numbers of uh, ju- ju- just let's just say let take away that it's LSU. I'm talking about just a numbers game that you play when you lose tho- those kind of numbers to the NFL. When you lose, really, what was in a sense half of your staff, mm-hmm. uh, and and you have to replace a staff, you have to bring in different. A totally different defensive scheme, because what Bo Pelini was doing to what Dave Aranda was doing, totally different schematically. You have you you exit spring football. I mean, again, I don't want to. That really was I surprised LSU lost. I, yes, I was. Was I surprised? It was a close game. No, I wasn't. Was I was I surprised when I really sat back and thought about. Wow, that, I, I mean, the LSU team that wins the national championship loses to Mississippi State, but when you think about the magnitude and the numbers of players that were lost, that staff, then you sit back and you go, you know, that's really not – I guess, Tom, that, I, I really didn't feel that surprised there. Oklahoma, on the other hand, lose to, a, lose to a Kansas State team who got beat by Arkansas State. Uh, yeah that to me that that was more of a sit back and say oh my goodness and give up those kind of points to to lose the game to me a texas team who goes out to lubbock and and just i, I mean for lack of a better term really didn't show up on one side of the football it, it, that, that's unexplainable to me and and so i I, you you make a good point. Is it is the Big Twelve top heavy or is, who is the I mean who is who's going to be the leader in the Big Twelve? And I think guys, I, we could sit here and make a case for four or five teams, and one of them is in the town that we're in. When you when you look at how Baylor played defensively, special teams wise, I, I mean, I thought that was as well coached. And I'm I'm not trying to sound like a homer here. Hey, guess what? That 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 defense. You talk about a coordinated defense. I I thought what Ron Roberts did defensively, Dave Aranda, Brian Stewart, what those guys did on the back end, pretty well put together and pretty well coordinated. Hey, I you know what? I I, I could make a case for Baylor being the best team in the Big Twelve right now. Going back to the LSU thing, I mean,
3: I, I'm not surprised that they lost either. And a lot of people might blame Brennan. I think Brennan did a phenomenal job. I mean, the dude threw for almost 350 yards with zero help from an offensive line running game was non-existent and and the secondary wasn't there you had Derek Stingley Jr. in the hospital the night before I mean he's your best player that's supposed to come back you don't have that like you're saying Bo Pelini definitely isn't Dave Aranda and how long has Mike Leach been at
0: Mississippi State
3: I mean just a few weeks but that offense is phenomenal And, and he's got playmakers all over the place that running back they have is one of the best in the country and you didn't even really see him dominate the running game he had like I want to say like 50 yards rushing, but most of his uh, production came in the passing game. And then Oklahoma, yeah, it's shocking that they lost. But this is the first time that Lincoln Riley has had to deal with a quarterback who hasn't seen this stuff, who hasn't had to overcome adversity. Spencer Rattler is going to be really good, but he's still a true freshman that you know hasn't seen the those reps. All right, 10:38. So, uh, let's talk. Let's talk specifics
0: about Baylor. First of all, this is a football team that outscored Kansas 40. 40- to seven from the second quarter on it's seven seven at the end of the first period in fact kansas takes the opening drive and goes down and does some really nice things and they get it in the end zone on the on the puka williams 21 yard touchdown run by the way i think puka williams is a special special football player but after that the the, the bears outscore kansas 40 to seven and then how about the day guys of, of tristan ebner he he has a, a rushing touchdown a receiving touchdown, not one, but two kick returns for touchdowns, 100 yards and 83 yards, and just uh, just an unbelievably special day for, for Tristan Ebner.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and, and exciting plays to watch. That's the thing, too, is you want to see, and and I'm, I'm going to go back and point to coaching, guys, because really special teams is about, how well you're coordinated and how well you coached at and what kind of time you spend on that. I, I would like that. you know, one of my first questions would be to Dave Aranda, hey, you know what, when you got these pushbacks, when you got, you know, you had games pushback, you weren't able to play uh, U of H, you know, did you spend more time on your special teams? Because when you look at it and you look at the game Saturday, to me it looked like a team that was well coached in all phases of the game, and, you know, the one thing I'll say about Barry Switzer and when I got to the Cowboys, I mean, he emphasized special teams. Everybody went to the special teams meeting, not just the special teams players. That meant Aikman, that meant Urban, that meant Novacek, that meant Emmett Smith. Everybody went to special teams. Guys, special teams is a play in the game. It's every bit as important as it is as important as an offensive snap as it is a defensive it's a play in the football game and if you don't spend the time practicing special teams you don't spend the timing of understanding how to block it up what to do and it's easy it's easy to do i can tell you that it's easy to say yeah special teams let's wait till tomorrow oh god it's so boring to kick the football man it's so hard to get the timing right on this kickoff or this kickoff return or how we're covering this or if we're if we're sending our one gunner down or if he's going to fold back and be the safety guy all of those things When you stand around and practice, it's very hard to stay disciplined and work on it, and that's why I give the credit to those staffs that do spend the time doing it and do spend the time and emphasize the fact that it's a play in the game because it's damn important. Here we are on a Monday morning sports call-in show, and we're talking about great kickoff returns in the Baylor game. Why don't more coaching staffs do that? Like, Why don't more coaching staffs utilize their –
3: key players in the kicking game stretch right?
2: well I I, I I mean again some guys emphasize it and some guys it just feels like can we just get this over send the kicker and the holder over there to the other field but by the way make sure when you bring your ass in the game and there's 3 seconds to go you stick it between those pipes you have to spend the time and you got to you know and like you're saying i mean some some teams will put their frontline players out there in special teams some guys stand around and they're scared to death they're going to get their frontline players hurt i I can't i can't answer for why guys do or don't i can tell you that it, it it's magnified in today's football and when you have as limited a contact practices as what you had I, I would like to think that guys spent a lot of time, you know, coaching those special teams.
0: All right, 42 uh, let, let me just explain. I want to put it in context just how special a day it was for Tristan right. Ebner. He had uh, 272 uh, total yards and four touchdowns, okay? Uh, Ebner is the first player in the 25-year history of this conference to score three different types of touchdowns in a game. The first in 25 years, to score a touchdown in three different types, uh, uh th- three
3: different types of touchdowns in in one game. That one caught me off guard because I the, immediately thought that Darren Sproles, you know, being so dynamic mm-hmm, at Kansas mm-hmm. State would have done something like that. But for Ebner to do that, it shows how you know phenomenal he is as a, as a player. Only FBS
0: player in the last 25 football seasons to score a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown. And multiple return touchdowns. Ebner's the first player in Baylor football history with two return touchdowns in the same game. It was a historic night, for, mm-hmm. uh, to say the least, for Tristan Ebner, who uh, just you know again a special, special player. And 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 what I liked about it, Stretch, just watching the game and watching the interact on the sideline. You know, he he and Lovett do. Lovett's the starter. Uh, at, at that running back spot, mm-hmm. but Lovett and Ebner—it's almost. I, Q said it the other day. I think it's one A and one B. But the first guy, a lot of times, to 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 get to Ebner and, and congratulate him was Lovett. I yeah. mean, it, it was that kind of thing. And boy, that goes a long way when you're trying to build a program and, and and create that winning, that winning atmosphere in the in the
2: in the locker room with under a new head coach. Well put together effort, guys. I mean, I I, I really. I, my hats off to what what Dave Aranda and that staff did because when you when you have to go in and play a game against a team who's already played a game. I really I thought Kansas would play would play them tougher, and you know what. Baylor took it to Kansas, and good for the staff, and and, and good for obviously a well-coordinated, uh, you know, time frame and what they did with their time, which is something we talked about here.
0: All right, it's ten forty-five. We're going to talk about StarTex Propane. Going to welcome our friends over at StarTex Propane to the program. You know, it's sixty-nine degrees, and and it's it's kind of brisk out this morning. and cold weather is is on its way, and, and it's time for uh, you to. Make sure your propane tanks are filled and you can do that with StarTex Propane. They provide the best propane service in all of Central Texas. They've got special pricing and programs for your household needs and and, uh, th- they got a program called, they got a program that's called keep full, keep full program where they periodically check and fill your tanks. And of course, uh, they have their, when their service techs come out, they're all ready to go with the, with the COVID thing with masks and gloves and, and social distancing. So it, it really is a cool thing and propane is safe, environmentally free and, and uh, it's it, it, very affordable i don't know about you guys but i cook with it a lot i mean and i do a lot of camping have done a lot of camping and so the 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 rv the travel trailer it, it's propane and I, I love propane and it is it is the way to go and uh, I, when i grill steaks on the back porch it's i, I used to do the charcoal thing cuz i love that smell but no it's too easy it's too simple <laughs> and, and and you can execute that steak to perfection when you do it with propane particularly propane from StarTex propane so if you got a question and you 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 want to talk about propane with them and propane accessories i, I you knew i had to you knew i had to uh, check them out at 1201 LaSalle Avenue or you can or you can give them a call at 752-6571 they're online at at uh, Propane. Com. It's StarTex Propane, and thank you so much to Joe and the gang for uh, joining the program. We're glad to have you. It's 14 away from 11 o'clock.
9: We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football, football 2020. The
12: onside kick, Zerline dribbles it to the left, hadn't gone 10 yards. Only heard here. He for it as it has gone 10 yards. All season. The Cowboys think that they got it. I think they did. And the Cowboys have the football.
9: Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns. Live from AT&T Stadium on
1: ESPN Central Texas. Cowboy station.
10: Listen, in the past couple of years we've had a lot of people moving in from out of state to Waco thanks to Chipper and JoJo. And while we welcome these new citizens, they unfortunately brought some of their bad habits with them. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters and you know what I'm talking about, naked trucks. You'd think everyone moved here from McNuteville, but we shouldn't judge them, we should help them. For example, when you see a recent transplant truck from a less civilized state like California, Instead of saying, your truck is disgusting, your bed is exposed, get a bed cover on that truck, buddy. That's a bit harsh. Instead, try something like, you know, in well, Texas, uh, they, they scored drive on the first drive, but after that, pretty much shut the them down. Well, effect, what happened after, after, that dry, the after that drive that Chalmers said? And, then, the and then if they refuse,
9: you can you know, say, well, um, I really we mean, we came off to the, the sideline. We made some adjustments. It was really just our communication from the sideline to the field and then from some of the backers to the
3: D-line
10: and backers to the safety and stuff like that. So really, it was just working on some different person. On that safety 3rd, what did you see on that? Through the B-gap. It was either going to be action. You
6: get 10 tackles for loss positive play and you
12: got some
10: emotional to you guys what he
6: brings do you get unlocked so he kind of he going don't let up we them up for the decoration
9: contest sponsored movement, by Alan Skells Giant create a facebook with this, post with this. your decorated I think, vehicle I
4: think what, and use the hashtag Roberts is doing and is all's Waco, play, and then, then tag uh, the alzheimer's association coming off after that kind of, Waco, of regrouping uh, regrouping there you can 250 plus
13: let play up on matt mosley's question there which night and Matt to be out there really when you guys were getting ready we really didn't know what Starters, we knew what kind of Waco happy has been was. assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score. NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254 752 1647 Or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Plus, NeighborWorks Waco supports Coach Dave Aranda and Baylor Athletics all the way. em Bears! Best, best wings Pizza and Things in Temple is your go-to spot to watch the game and
14: fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include their 2 for $28 meal deals or their family feasts. And make sure to top off your meal with something from the sweet spot. <laughs> wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for the menu.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
4: I'm Stephen Sincox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Get the Deerbole Kubota L Series tractor for as low as $149 a month right now at WC Tractor or at Moore Service Center in Star. The Cowboys' late rally came up short on Sunday. Dallas is now 1 and 2 after their loss to Seattle. Mike McCarthy talked after the game about Dallas failing to score on their final drive of the game. You
11: no, know, really, he made a, a tremendous play, staying on his feet uh, you know, for the last play to get the ball thrown in, into the end zone. So um, just, you know, Execution, uh, particularly playing a little uphill that, at that spot, we had you know had the three timeouts. We'll be better next time for it. The Rangers season
4: came to an end on Sunday afternoon with an eight to four victory over the Astros. Texas finished the year with a twenty two and thirty eight record. The Astros start a playoff series with the Twins tomorrow afternoon. Game one is set for one o'clock on Tuesday, and game two will be at noon on Wednesday. It's a best of three series. Sports
1: Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 1050, 10
0: away from eleven o'clock. Tom Stretch and Garrett, and we're talking Baylor football as uh, we roll along here. Here's a here, here's an interesting thing, and I was I started keeping the the, the stat in the press box because it kind of gotten crazy. The the Bears Stretch and Garrett had eight penalties for ninety five yards in the first half. They actually were flagged ten times, but two were declined. So eight penalties for ninety five yards, including a target, uh, two targetings, but one was was waved off. The other one was. Uh, was upheld so you had an ejection of a baylor football player in the game and and uh christian morgan was ejected from the game uh for targeting in the second half baylor had zero flags zero penalties in the second half so you went from eight for 95 and actually 10 flags Mm -hmm. in the first half to zero in the second half i'd say somebody got somebody's attention yeah that's definitely
3: coaching
2: and corrected mistakes right i mean you're talking yeah. to guys and anytime you haven't seen that speed of the game you're trying to get used to that speed of the game i mean I, uh, to me that's yeah that's that, that's that's a situation where you're talking to your players constantly fellas you it, it, it's going to look different when you see the speed of the game and when you get those late hits or you get those targeting you know you you got to understand and it it only comes with playing at that speed of the game so in the first quarter, Kansas gets their hands on the football and boop boop boop, they're right down
0: the field. And with eleven twenty nine to go in the first quarter, Kansas is on the board on the twenty one yard t- touchdown by Puka Williams. And as I mentioned, after that it was uh, it was slam the door closed and get the offense rolling as Baylor outscores Kansas forty to seven. Afterwards. Uh, Terrell Bernard was asked about the, uh, Baylor outside, uh, outside linebacker. Wheatside side linebacker was asked about what adjustments were made to, to get the thing rolling in the right direction.
10: Terrell, uh, th- th- they scored on the first drive, but after that, you pretty much shut them down. What happened after that drive that y'all were so dominant?
3: Yeah, um, really, we, we came out to the sideline, we made some adjustments and it was really just communication, uh, from the sideline to the field. And then. From some of the some of the backers to the D line, and then backers to the safeties and stuff like that. Um, so really, it was just just working on our communication. I think everybody was a little rusty getting out there. Um, they kind of went in some different personnels that we we weren't ready for, uh, and they went a little bit of tempo on us. Um, but I think I think after that, we we kind of settled in and got to playing.
10: And what happened for you on that safe?
0: So so stretch. Uh, he, he said uh, they they did a couple things that that they weren't ready for, and that's that's good coaching on the other side to, to show you something that you haven't
2: seen before. Smiles. I mean, we talked to him on the show on Thursday. You knew he was going to come in there and try to design something and and get you know get a, that change of pace. Try to get the Baylor defense you know out of a, out of a rhythm or out of out of what felt like a defensive coordinator who's just calling the game, when you change the rhythm of the game like that, sometimes it can, you know, it can doki you from a personnel standpoint. That's what he talked about also. They had shown some different personnel groupings and some things that you have to adjust to. So that's where the coaching comes in is you've got to, you know, you got to be able to make those in-game adjustments, Tom. All right, so it's 1055, five away from 11 o'clock. We're going to step aside and we're going to come back and
0: we'll talk more about the Baylor game against Kansas Look and start looking ahead to uh, to West Virginia. And also, uh, we'll get into some high school conversation in our next hour as well. That's all straight ahead in hour two of Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas.
6: The Real Texas Gun Show Saturday, October 3rd and Sunday, October 4th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show buy, sell and trade firearms. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show. More than just guns, you also find prepper survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies and so much more. Head on down to The Real Texas Gun Show, October 3rd, 9 to 5 and October 4th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing and mask required. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest on ESPN Central Texas,
14: presented by Whataburger. Each week, go to centexsportsfan.com to vote for 10 selected games throughout the Central Texas area, with the winner receiving a Whataburger gift certificate. For all you Hatch Green Chili fans out there, you know how great they are. And if you've never had the Hatch Green Chilies, here's a perfect introduction. The new Hatch Green Chili Bacon Burger at Whataburger, available for a limited time. It's the High School Football
15: Pick'em Contest, brought to you by Whataburger on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs>
5: For qualified buyers, you deal with
0: the details. It's the kickoff savings event happening now at Richard Carr. All 2020 Buick, GMC, and Cadillacs in stock are priced to move. Save eight grand on a 2020 Sierra SLT crew cab. Get a 2020 Buick Encore for only ninety nine, dollars Or save $8,000 on all 2020 Buick enclaves in stock. Get here now. Log on to richardcar.com to get big savings at the Richard Carr kickoff event going on now.
6: At Richard Car, we give you more.
7: My house has a new glow I love my window
13: It's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show Stephen Simcox. Dr. Tyler Cooper, Dallas's own Cooper Clinic, says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amounts of vitamins, minerals we need from food alone. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health. Whether it's comprehensive multivitamin like Basic One Multivitamin Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health or melatonin to help you sleep better. Cooper Complete Nutrition Supplements has what your body needs. Cooper Complete has a special offer just for listeners to the Matt Mosley show. Buy any two bottles of Cooper Complete Vitamins or Supplements and get one bottle free. Just use CooperComplete.com the coupon code ESPN2020. That's three bottles of Cooper Complete Vitamins and Supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code ESPN2020 at CooperComplete.com. Live longer live better with Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements. KRZI Waco, K222
1: DC Waco. Station
6: is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265
1: DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's eleven o'clock.
0: Welcome into hour two of game time. Your all-access pass to Central Texas sports. Tom Stretch and Garrett. We're glad you're with us, and uh, fellows, we, we, we've spent a lot of time. We've spent a lot of time on uh, on on some college and some NFL football. Let's let's switch gears for just a couple of minutes and let's talk about high school football. Let's go over the picks real quick, Garrett, and uh, see what we got here uh, on this uh, on this Monday morning. All right. So first off, Ward Whites is a fraud. He's a cheater. Yeah. He's a he's a flat out cheater. Straight up. There's no <laughs> way. There Did is he go n- ten and zero again? No. Heck, two. heck no. He went eight and two. But let me tell you something. We had over. I think we had – I can't even remember how many people we had enter the uh, Waterburger contest. Uh-huh. N- you know how we had all those 9-0s, 10-0s and O's, ten and, O's and all? Not this week. There was way too many crazy games. Way too many crazy games. We only had three people get to 7-3. and three, And you know the rules. The first seven and 7-3 entered right. is the winner. And, and Q and those guys will have the winner at one thirty this afternoon on uh, Unnecessary Roughness. So – for our our winner to go seven three, and most went either six and four or five and five because of the games, and then to have Ward go eight and two,
2: he's a cheater. He's a flat out cheater. He's a fraud. <laughs> I, could, I, I'm I tell you one you. thing, man. He better move to Las Vegas. Is what he better do? He better <laughs> he better start doing it for a living. For crying out what's loud,
3: what's his overall record?
2: I got to get the overall. It's about 902
3: I, I, yeah. or something. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It so, is. So, yeah, Ward went eight and two. Tom, you went six and four. You don't want to peak too early. Okay. And then uh me, Stephen, and the Q went five and five. And there were some sketchy games out there. I mean, I don't think anybody really seen, you know, McGregor beating Rockdale nope, at nope. all. And, uh, and that was McGregor's homecoming. You scheduled Rockdale for homecoming. How about that, Coach Shields? TM? Man. It up. Way and to go. Franklin. The way they handled Lexington, I thought that would be a good game. Yeah, and I said
0: on this show... I said on this show Friday, or the day we talked high right. school football, I said, don't be surprised if Franklin wins the football game. They're that good. Now, I wasn't brave enough to pick them against a top five team in Lexington, <laughs> but I said, don't be surprised if they win the football game. Yeah,
3: and they <laughs> definitely rolled that one. I think another one, let's see, another – Waco High, man. Kwame Cavill and they'll starting off one That That's 1-0. a huge win. That huge. was really awesome. And yep. he, he joined us on the, uh, the post-game show, and I think Q and uh, them are going to have that up on Unnecessary Roughness. He was, it was a really fun interview with him. And then the one that everybody will be talking about, the Temple Wildcats dominating They Longview. thumped
0: Longview, particularly in the second half. Because of the, the uh, format of my game stretch, I was able to get home and watch a lot of the second half of the Temple-Longview game.
2: And they took Longview to the woodshed, particularly in the second half. For the Temple Wildcats, and by the way, Stretch picked that. I I I, I, I know you guys don't give me a lot of credit for <laughs> some high school picks, but I picked the Wildcats. Well, who did I pick? What's that say right
0: there? You got Temple too. I picked Temple too, so there you go. Uh, let's see, and then the other game that that you know that that was interesting, also out of that same district with Franklin. Lex is Academy uh, suffering their first loss. You knew Ray Bowles would have his team mm-hmm. ready to go. They they're they're, they're just going to be well coached and ready to go.
3: They really are, and I picked Academy in that because they were hot, but you can never count out Biles, any team that he has. And I think that they're probably going to start peaking right now, now that districts – it's going to be a very tough slate for everybody in that district. I think that's one of the most loaded districts in the state. All right, so this week, this week, now
0: we start turning our attentions. You know, I, I, we ought to make Ward pick his games on our show. We ought to make him come in here with us. Because I think there there may be a Simcox in, well, in Q uh,
3: conspiracy going on. No, no, no. Here's the no? thing. Ward's the one that picks the games and puts this sheet out. So right. he knows something going into this before he even lays the games out. So you're saying he's done some research. I think he's done some research. All done right. some calling around. He's like, all right, I'm going to pick this hey, game. He, this oh, Little Johnny's got a tweaked ankle yeah, and ain't going to play. Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: I got you. Maybe that's the deal. All right, uh, so f- uh, this week, guys, we've got uh, – uh, let's see. We got Robinson and Conley from over at MacPeople Stadium in downtown Northcrest. Now that state, don't be. It's not in the suburbs. It's in downtown Northcrest. So uh, at MacPeople Stadium, it'll be uh, Conley and Robinson. Our broadcast at seven o'clock over on Kicker. Uh, you also got Temple. Temple's just going to run right down the street a little bit. They're going to West Magnolia. Uh, to to uh, take on West Magnolia. Again, a 7 o'clock pregame on Fox. And then the game that I'll be working, uh, and I, well, I'm fired up for this one, the Chaparrales of Austin-Westlake High School come calling on the Midway Panthers. 7 o'clock pregame, 7.30 kick right here on your home for Midway Panther football, ESPN Central Texas. That's
3: going to be an interesting game. I, Westlake, I mean, they're defending state champs. Uh, you you know, Midway finally got to, they got I mean, that quarterback they played in that scrimmage. Ooh. Oh, he special. was really good he was and but man Westlake Kate Kublik that kid is phenomenal and it, it's going to be that midway defense is going to have their hands full but it's gonna be a fun game so there you go that's what's going on
0: uh, in high school football and then there was a couple of other ball games the one that kind of jumped out at me guys was Hearn coming from behind in the second half and knocking off Holland that's two straight mm-hmm. losses for a top 10 Holland Hornet football team and uh, I had a chance to talk with Brad Talbert and uh, when you turn it over Five times in the second half alone—that's going to happen. It's going to get you beat you it, at any level in this stretch. Get you beat. No question.
2: I mean, it doesn't matter what what level of football yeah, you're playing a, at. That's a good point. That it's is a really good point, and it doesn't matter when you're when you're. You know what? And and my question would be, Tom, were they turnovers? Were they taking the ball away? I mean, a lot of these guys now. I mean, you see they're they're coaching stripping the ball and, and you know what that that's where coaching comes into play in these situations and I know these Texas high school coaches understand getting the turnover and stemming that tide, stemming the – you know, when you when you can change the flow of the game, those are big plays in the game. I saw
0: yesterday, and I don't know if you noticed this, I saw yesterday in the Cowboy game, sometimes you would see DBs when there were multiple players making the tackle. Not when it was a one-on-one tackle, but when there were multiple players making the tackle, I saw DBs literally punching the football. I mean, not just swatting, they were punching the the football, trying to Correct. get it out
2: of there, taking a taking a full swing at it, like they're at the, like the <laughs> like they're at Roadhouse or something, taking yeah. a good <laughs> cut at it. No, it is happening. I mean that, and that's what I'm saying. So you know, you get when you get these guys coaching those points. Yeah, I mean that, that it's, and we're early in the year, and and there's going to be guys when you haven't had the kind of contact that probably you're used to having this time of year. Ball that ball that ball going to come out. You're ball seeing, security, you're man. You're seeing that
3: at every level too, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ball security. Do you think that we're going to see more of that, and then coaching that because of a way to approach? Because defenses have been behind, right? You can't you can't hit nobody anymore. So you got to adapt. Is that a, a way of adapting? Is well, wrap a good up point. And strip the
0: ball. That blindside block rule. Oh man, I don't know about that rule. I mean, it, again, I go back to. And stretch. I want your opinion on this. I, I really do. The the um, the targeting rule mm-hmm. and this blindside block rule. I think, in my opinion, there's got to be some interpretation given to the official for intent. If a guy is not, if there's no intent to, I, first of all, on the blindside block
2: thing, you get you quit calling that if there's no intent to, to hurt. Well, and 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 I, you know, the other thing is is when it's away from the play you know what i mean yeah, when, yeah. when when it doesn't affect the play and, and a guy peels back and and, and you you're just looking for another color jersey to that's look right. up that's right that's right to me that's I, I can understand that call but when you're when you're in the middle of a play and you're you're coached to go just look for another color in this situation I, yeah it's it's it really makes for a uh, it makes for a tough call and I know it's tough on those officials I mean because they're sure trying is. to they're trying to give examples and show you know where those plays are or those blocks are being made and saying hey we don't want this however you know when a guy's just playing football and he turns back and goes at somebody uh, that, that that those are those are tough calls and guess what man those change the the tide of the game as well. Well, I mean, and I,
0: they penalize a kid for not being able to play the rest of that game and part of the next game.
2: Good, and that's what I was going to say. Then, when you take it to a whole nother level of, of of holding him out the next game without, I think without the intent. those are some, those are things that, at least in college, you know they can go look at that and they'll take a look at the replay and, and try to evaluate you know the intent of the hit well you
0: know and you you talk about the intent of the hit if a guy leaves his feet and he's lunging and it's a it's a DB on a crossing route and he lunges look that is that's head hunting we used to see that all the time but if a guy is is going down he's sliding and you're going to make the tackle because you're taught to go 100 miles an hour you know with your hair on fire on the defensive side of the ball and there's literally no intent and you end up with helmet to helmet contact Shouldn't that be a okay? You want to flag it for helmet to helmet? Flag it 15 yards, all you want to, but man, don't eject the football player when he had no intention of hurting that guy. Well, and I know you. I'm asking the official to 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 look into
2: the crystal ball with intent, but you know they ask officials to do that all the time. And yeah, you've got you've got to make the judgment call, and, right? And and like you were saying, I mean, when these guys are taught. All the time, turn and run. Uh, you, you use the term, play with your hair on fire. I used to say the only time they slow down is if they hear glass or smell poop. I mean, yeah, those guys are running wide open, and they're trying to get there. And it's it's hard to get them to gear down. At the same time, you don't want your chin split, so you don't go up in there with your, your head up in the air. It's, it's a very fine line that you walk right there. And, and I, I think the officials do a great job. But – the rule and throwing, you know, throwing the player out for another game, I think that's where it, uh, like you were saying, Tom, I mean, that's where it becomes a little too steep uh, f- of, of a penalty. Yeah, but and again, I'm, I'm
0: right back to if a guy leaves his feet and he lunges and he's going at him and, and you, I mean, it's pretty clear what, what the intention is. Go ahead and get your 15 and and eject his backside out of the football game. But if a guy's just making a play and a quarterback or a running back slide, you know, especially these quarterbacks when they slide, how do you avoid helmet-to-helmet contact is my question. How do you pull up at
2: the very last second? You can't. It's an impossibility, right. in my opinion. I, I, and, I know you're exactly right. It's just – it, it used to be the crown of the helmet. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, when, you, when you hit with the very top of your helmet, now it's almost like it's almost like if you go face mask to face mask, you still get that. And so I, it's about lowering the head. It's about intent, and 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 I think it, you know you're skating on really thin ice when you. throw throw a young man out of a football game for just playing the game hard.
0: Yeah, and and I guess that was my point. 11-12 here on a Monday. We're glad you're with us. We got sunshine and we have eked up to 71 degrees in the heart of Texas. Beautiful, beautiful day on this Monday. Talking football, talking with you. And we'll get to some more NFL conversation. And we'll check out the CNC Collision Center text line coming up in a couple of minutes as well. It's a dozen minutes after 11, this is ESPN Central Texas.
4: This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at the Nitsche Group.com.
5: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a cool and windy start to the day with temperatures in the upper 50s and lower 60s. Skies will be mostly cloudy throughout the morning, but the sun will come out after lunchtime and temperatures will hover around the mid 70s in the afternoon. Tonight, temperatures will drop down into the lower 50s with mostly clear skies. Tuesday will be warmer with highs in the upper 70s and mostly sunny skies throughout the day. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
8: Hi, this is Travis with Texas Trust Home Buyers, and I buy houses cash. Call me today at 870-8645. I'll buy your house for cash and pay you cash up front. I buy houses in any price range and any location in Waco and Central Texas. Do you own a house that needs thousands of dollars in repair? Great, because I love buying fix-up houses. Do you have a tenant living in your property? Not a problem. I'll buy your house with a tenant in it. Do you think your property will be difficult to sell? Easy, we provide assistance for any situation. If you need cash for your house, call me today at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or check me out at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Remember, if you need cash fast, I'll pay you cash up front. Call me today at 870-8645. 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or online at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Travis is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Texas.
7: My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. The Army National Guard has taught me the value of showing respect to those I come in contact with each day. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that helped me succeed and accomplish the mission. Plus, the Army National Guard education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn how you too can live and serve part-time, close to home by visiting nationalguard.com.
3: Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard, aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and
1: this station. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
4: I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Get the Deerball Kubota L-Series tractor for as low as $149 a month right now at WC Tractor or at Moore Service Center in Star. The Cowboys late rally came up short on Sunday. Dallas is now 1-2 after their loss to Seattle. Mike McCarthy talked after the game about Dallas failing to score on their final drive of the game.
11: You know, really he made a, a tremendous play staying on his feet uh, you know, for the last play to get the ball thrown in, into the end zone. So uh, just, you know, Execution, uh, particularly playing a little uphill that, at that spot, we had you know had to three timeouts. We'll be better next time for it. The Rangers'
4: season came to an end on Sunday afternoon with an eight-to-four victory over the Astros. Texas finished the year with a 22 and 38 record. The Astros start a playoff series with the Twins tomorrow afternoon. Game one is set for one o'clock on Tuesday, and game two will be at noon on Wednesday. It's a best-of-three series.
1: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Eleven sixteen.
0: This is game time with Tom and Stretch and Garrett. We're glad you're with us. All right, Stretch. Let's uh, we let's uh, dive into some NFL news and notes. We uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, the other games that are that uh, were played. Plus, we how about uh, how about the dandy that's coming up tonight with the Ravens and the Chiefs?
2: Well, yeah, it's gonna be. A, I think it's a great game. Two, you know, really dynamic young quarterbacks, and that's where that's where the league is right now. I think. Look for an offensive shootout and what's going to happen tonight. But guys, I look at yesterday's games and there were a few things that really, really stood out at me. I, I thought uh, the Texans played a really good first half of football, and then they don't, they don't score at all in the second half with the, with the weapons that they have. That, that's got to be concerning. I, you know, they, they went out yesterday and had literally had uh, D.J. Johnson. For, for for the Texans, he carried the ball 13 times for 23 yards. That's, boy, you talk about ineptness against a Pittsburgh defense that, yeah, their front's okay, but, I mean, not to be able to run the ball against that team. I mean, this is a Houston Texans team who gave a ton of money to a quarterback that is deserving to be paid. But at 0-3, you start wondering, is that really, you know, is that really money that was wisely spent? And then I go back to the Cowboys, thinking about Dak and paying him all that money, when you've got so many deficiencies in your secondary. Uh, how about Joe Burrow yesterday getting off the ground and 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 you know fighting his team to a twenty-three twenty-three tie? I thought that was, I thought that was kind of a a, a telltale sign. How about an zero three Vikings team? Did did. Woo, I, I mean, I really, at the beginning of the year, I'm thinking Cowboys, Vikings, top of the NFC. Right now, we're looking at a combined record of, of, of one and five for those two teams. Uh, you know, I, a Mike Zimmer defensive team that gives up 31 points kind of, you know, was shocking to me. The Rams made a comeback, uh, uh, yet they couldn't, you know, couldn't overcome. And Buffalo, the Bills are 3-0, and surprising to me. The Falcons – do what the Falcons do, lose a game late. But uh, the league right now, uh, the Jets, I mean, we're looking at I, – I, I believe you're going to see some possible coaching changes as early as next week, uh, maybe this week in Atlanta and possibly the Jets play a Thursday night game. They they go out and, and, and lay a stinker against the, the Broncos Thursday night, and you could see Adam Gase lose his job. I think the league – is really, it, it, there, there's some things to me that, that are unhandicappable, and then, you know, Matt Rule gets his first win in Carolina, 21-16 against the Chargers, and good for him and, and, and good for that staff. Uh, Brady's kind of taking care of business. Detroit goes to the desert and upsets the Cardinals, so there, there's a lot of things to me that are, that are almost un- unhandicappable. Maybe we need to get Ward to start picking some of these NFL games <laughs> so we can make a little money on the side. So whose seat is hotter right now? Is it Adam Gase or Dan Quinn? I think it's – I mean, I, I both of them, are, their, their rear ends are burning. I mean, both both seats are really hot. So I, I think both of those guys uh, could realistically lose their job. And Gase could have lost his job today, but they play Thursday night. They don't really have time to – kind of turn this thing around and get a game plan so if he if they don't play any better Thursday I could see Greg Williams who is a defensive coordinator you know being the interim coach of the Jets that's that's an organization that's that's got it in why reverse. are you going to
0: punish him?
3: <laughs> Greg
2: am sorry, why would you punish him and make yeah, him do that? Uh, yeah, no, but he's he's the only experienced guy on that staff uh, that's in position, and sometimes you win by proxy.
0: Hey, uh, here's one strange one for you in the NFL. And, and as good as they've been and as consistent as they've been, this is the first time in ten seasons that Pittsburgh has started 3-0. Hey, hey.
2: And you know what, Mike Tomlin. I mean, good for good for him. Good for Roethlisberger. They they were behind yesterday and had every opportunity to to lay it on the ground against the Texans. And they they continue to fight, continue to believe in what he's doing. So, yeah, I, I think I think the Steelers are are going to be the team in the you know in that in that division to be reckoned with. It's eleven twenty one. We're talking NFL football, and you, and we
0: mentioned the the uh, Sunday night game, Packers and Saints, and. Uh, that was a shootout. I mean, there's 67 points stretch in an NFL football game, and, and and I'm like you. I mean, it it just seems that it's a little artificial, at least early as far as points that are being scored in this league, because it's not a. This is not this is. It's not a, a league that's 35 and 40 point games.
2: No, it, feel, it feels like it's designed for fantasy football, though, right now, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it does. All of these points, I mean. Vegas has got to be scratching their head too because they're, you know, they're trying to adjust these over and under numbers and I know we talk about that a lot, but they they, they don't lose very often. But right now, I mean, you know, people bet, betting the overs in the league have got to be got to be cashing a bunch of tickets.
0: So who do you like in tonight's game uh, as the uh, Chiefs and the Ravens hook up?
2: I, I you know I'm gonna stay with the Chiefs. I think, excuse me, I think Patrick Mahomes is really. Coming in to understanding that Andy Reid offense, I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. All right,
0: it's 11:23. That's our NFL conversation. Uh, stay with us. There's more of game time coming up in just a couple of minutes here on ESPN Central Texas.
4: TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new Bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC.
15: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it, the most important thing is your roof.
8: Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they
4: continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch-Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. For 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be
8: honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at Family dot com
4: For 75 years, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe ranging from half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, bench posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations at Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Are your office surfaces triple
14: s sports is your one-stop
4: shop for all baseball
14: and softball gear they have the latest bats gloves balls and equipment from the names you know and trust rawlings louisville slugger d marini wilson easton mizuno under armor and new balance play ball triple s sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps ask about team league and school special discounts stop by their warehouse in waco or visit them at triple s sports.com
2: you're
1: out ESPN Radio Sports Center.
4: I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Get the Deerbole Kubota L Series tractor for as low as $149 a month right now at WC Tractor or at Moore Service Center in Star. The Cowboys' late rally came up short on Sunday. Dallas is now 1 and 2 after their loss to Seattle. Mike McCarthy talked after the game about Dallas failing to score on their final drive of the game. You
11: know, really, he made a, a tremendous play, staying on his feet uh, you know, for the last play to get the ball thrown in, into the end zone. So uh, just, you know, Execution, uh, particularly playing a little uphill that, at that spot, we had you know had the three timeouts. We'll be better next time for it.
4: The Rangers' season came to an end on Sunday afternoon with an eight to four victory over the Astros. Texas finished the year with a twenty two and thirty eight record. The Astros start a playoff series with the Twins tomorrow afternoon. Game one is set for one o'clock on Tuesday, and game two will be at noon on Wednesday. It's a best of three series.
1: Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Eleven twenty seven. Welcome back into game time. This is your all access pass to Central Texas sports. Unnecessary roughness coming up at the top of the hour. A lot of con- uh, football conversation going on there. I can assure you. Uh, uh, one of the things that that happened, uh, Garrett, uh, at the uh, at the Baylor game on Saturday. Pretty cool thing. In, in uh, I-, I knew it. Wa- I I didn't know to what degree, but I knew that the, right. they were going to do it. Uh, longtime sports information director at Baylor University, David Kay. They elected to honor Gail Sayers, obviously, from from Kansas. Richard Fogelman, uh, who has spent many years as a statistician at Baylor football and and worked the the table at Mm -hmm. Baylor basketball games and uh, recently passed away. And then they also honored uh, our colleague and and, uh, our friend, uh, Butch Henry, and one of the things that they did was they put a little put a little card uh, on, on at every media outlet spot, right. and uh, unbelievable, uh, you know, just what what they were able to do there. And then they also honored him by serving banana pudding uh, to all of the members of the media. And he, I had, I, I'm telling you right now, I had to go back and find David. I've known David a hundred years. I mean, and so I went and found David and and just thanked him. Just Right. thanked him because, you know, they didn't have to do that and they did and and it was special and I got that card right here in my hand, so pretty pretty cool thing and uh, I know that a lot of us who, who know and, and, and knew Butch and, and know Butch's family,
3: uh, uh, we were touched by it and, and, and very appreciative of it. I noticed it on Twitter. Uh, Bryce said, Bryce Cherry had uh, sent a tweet out about it and Q did as well and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they sent I seen the picture of the, the jumbotron where they had the pictures of all of them up there. And it was just a really great honor. And he meant, butch meant so much to this community that I don't think you can ever really thank him for what he did, you know? And I think that was just really special move and really classy on Baylor's part. As did Richard. I I can assure you. I mean,
0: you, you did not go to a Baylor sporting event that he wasn't there working it. And, and that, uh, that was, you know, he was the, uh, the husband of, of Lori and she did the, you know, she did. She worked the the Lady Bear basketball games on this radio station mm-hmm. for all those years with alongside Rick May, and uh, that family just gave back to to Baylor University, and uh, it was cool to see uh, Baylor uh, Baylor honor uh, Richard and also honor Butch, but also honor Gail Sayers as KU was in town. Uh, on on Saturday evening, so it, it made a lot of sense. And I didn't know they were going to do the scoreboard, and and right. I, I knew that they were going, and I didn't know they were going to do these cards. I knew that David was going to do the banana pudding because he was going to do it last week against the University of Houston. In fact, when I ran into him out at out at uh, the athletic office last mm-hmm. week, he's holding all the containers of banana right. pudding he said hey do you want some banana pudding i mean you know i mean we just found out i mean literally just found out that the game was going to be postponed uh well not postponed but canceled whatever right. you want to say but i mean so i mean that's how close it was he'd already gone and and uh, and gotten the, but but for him to to do that and for for the athletic department to do that uh, again, on a day that they didn't have to. I mean, right. how crazy is it on opening day? We know how crazy it is around this radio station. Multiply that and when you're trying to host a Division One college football game. But they
3: did it, and uh, I, I promise you it was uh, most appreciative. I thought it was really awesome. I, I'll, I'll never forget listening to Butch do those live spots for Mitchness and, <laughs> and get that nanner pudding out there. <laughs> Man, it was just – it was perfect for it, man.
0: Good old McNus Barbecue on uh, Franklin. So, yep. And, you know, we did a lot of things there. And, and you know, Butch was a member of the Northwest Optimus Club for 3,000 years. I mean, I think he was a founding member of that, of, the, of that group. And that's where they did a lot of their meetings was at McNus Barbecue. Yeah. In fact, all of their meetings for a long time was at McNus Barbecue. And they would host a crying towel thing where all the area high school coaches would come in. And, and you know, back in the summer, in you know, August, right before Two Days was about to start, back when we really did have Two Days days right. uh, and they would talk about their teams and most of them went oh you know we're gonna struggle or you know you know you know how they do and, yeah. and so he would give a towel out a crying towel that B&B <laughs> Athletics Frank and Doug Dixon and all those guys would, would you know and then he'd give them a hard time about showing up with uh, you know a van full of people to deliver a two dollar towel and uh, he, he'd give he'd give uh, Bryce Cherry and all those guys a hard time he'd said you know did you load up the secretaries and everything from the Tribune Herald and <laughs> It, it it was just fun. I mean, it was just fun. And that's how we all that's how you knew it was high school football season. I mean, you just that's kind of set your calendar to that and so yeah, Butch was a uh, integral part of the community and all three of those gentlemen uh, well deserved being honored and uh, again, thank you to Baylor Athletic Department for uh, for doing that. It was uh it was special. It was 11:33 on a uh, Monday and We've covered some high school football. We've covered some college football. We've covered the NFL. And and going back to the Baylor game, Garrett, I mean, it was just that opening drive by Kansas was as good as it gets. And they went right down the field. And then Puka Williams puts it in the end zone for that 21-yard touchdown. My takeaway from Kansas is they've got a special player in Puka Williams. I don't know how you do it because I'm not a coach. But I think with with what they've got this year, they're going to have to find creative ways to get him the football, and I don't know if it's in the passing game, if it's you know if it's uh, if it's wildcat. I mean, I don't know what you do with 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 Puka Williams, but I don't think you can sit there and put him in the. In the tailback position, seven yards deep in the backfield, and just hand it to him right up the middle at KU, and expect that offensive line to move people off the line of scrimmage and 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 create him running lanes. I think you got to find creative ways to get him the football in space.
3: You really do, and I I think the, if I was Les Miles, I would might look at what um what Leach did with the Mississippi State running back because like I said, he didn't he didn't have very much production on the ground, but what he did in the passing game broke LSU, and I think that you could do that with Puka. Put him out there because they're, people are going to load the box up and say you're, we're not going to let him beat us. You know he's the one offensive threat that you worry about when you play Kansas, and you're going to have to get creative, like you said. And I think you can do that by uh, implementing him more in a passing game,
0: kicking game, every level. There's yeah. there's struggles all over the place in the kicking game, punt punt return kick kick, all of the kicking. I mean, look at the look at Sunday the Cowboy game. You had the muff kick, you had the miss extra points. Uh, in the Baylor game, you had two kick returns for touchdowns. You had a safety in the uh, that, that on one, so you you had to, Kansas had to kick it from further back, mm-hmm. and Edmer was able to go uh, what eighty three yards in
3: yeah. that one. But on on a, on a regular kick, a hundred you had in two kick returns, a hundred and eighty three yards, two touchdowns. I think your your people are with not having off season and everything. Coaches are more focused on your offense and your defense, and you work more on that in practice and you put the time in, and you'll get to the special teams when you can. But but
0: Stretch said it. There's three phases of this thing. I just wonder how much
3: live kicking game you did
0: this summer as you got ready for the start of the season. I I just wonder how much you did. I mean, I'm talking about live where you're cutting it loose and going down and and
3: covering kicks and punts and, and those types of things. I don't think you put that much into it. Like I said, I I think you're you're more focused on getting your offense and your defense ready. And I think that's where Baylor benefits is when you put players back there like Ebner and Lovett, who you know one block away from taking it to the house every time. I I think it gives them an advantage. And I'm that's I'm not I'm surprised that more teams don't do that, especially right now when you know that secondary. I mean, your uh, special teams can be questionable. So uh, as far as
0: as far as uh, the Bears are concerned, they're now on the road at West Virginia. It's an 11 o'clock kick. We'll have it for you beginning at 9 a.m. with our pregame show as the Bears
3: try to try to get uh, off to a good 2-0 start. What were your thoughts on the crowd? And I, I know it was limited, but it seemed like they were pretty they were, engaged. They were incredibly
0: engaged. Obviously, once it got out of hand, it was a little different. But, yeah, they, uh, the Baylor line came out. They didn't stay on the field. They just did their entrance and went from one tunnel to the other, Mm -hmm. and and, you know, but good student section, so they were they were tuned tuned up and ready to go, and and I thought the way that the the look, I'm of the opinion, and again I'm not a doctor, so but is is twenty five percent. Really, there was eleven thousand six hundred and sixty-seven there. I think you could put some more in there safely. I really believe you can. There was, you know, there were several
3: sections that, right. that had, I mean, literally less than fifteen or twenty people in them. I think that twenty-five percent is probably. You want to see how it's going to play out, right? You want to you want to have them in there, and then, I don't know how you would necessarily know if people caught caught it at the stadium or not, but if you see. I think if Waco doesn't see a spike, right, over this next couple of weeks, then you could talk about maybe having more people in. But I think 25 is just playing it safe for well, the, the beginning. Well, the fact that they had 25 was a good thing because right. there's
0: places all over this country where they're playing to empty stadiums. And Look, at Seattle yesterday. Yeah, oh, that was just horrible, wasn't it? And, and I'm sorry, somebody with the NFL, whether it's Fox or if it's ESPN or whether it's uh, CBS – take a page out of major League baseball's uh, book on how to operate the fake crowd noise I mean the fake crowd noise on MLB is not distracting right. or annoying it it was yesterday to me i I, I was just I didn't I just it's didn't all like it. you away. No, it's just like yeah. well you stop already I'd rather have it just quiet but you know uh I, I no I I, I th- when the Cowboys played at home a couple mm-hmm. of, it, it was a obviously a small crowd but still at least there were people in the stadium and and making some noise and i'm telling you that there were times on on saturday night that place got a little loud and you're like where is this coming from you know with just 25% there
3: yeah and i think it was good for everybody to come out and show the support and you know it, and you make a good point with dallas i think if you're going to see anybody Raise it from twenty five percent to you know a different number, going a little higher. It would probably be Jerry Jones, but it's different in the NFL because you have fans that have to sign a waiver saying you're not you're not going to be responsible if I catch it.
0: There are some stadiums in the NFL that are playing; they're just not doing it. And your local governments, though. Yeah, that's what that goes back on. So you just you know I I just I would like to see I would like to, I, I think you could safely safely increase that number and again I was just and it was just me looking around from the press box Mm -hmm. looking down into the stadium into the into that lower bowl if you will and you know there were some sections where it was probably the correct amount of people right but then there were some sections I'm like now you could you could probably get a few more folks in that section safely without uh, without any issue and everybody did a great job uh wearing their mask I like to call it masking up but you know they did and uh and in the press box, for example, uh, we were s- absolutely six feet apart from each other. Uh, so it's very limited numbers in the press box, but uh, for obvious reasons and but uh, with the social distancing of six feet apart, uh, it, it, it worked. Right. I, I I think game day operations over over at McLean did a did a heck of a job because obviously you you don't know what you you can put a plan together. But until you actually do it for the first time ever, yeah, you know that's the first time they've ever had to social distance fans, limited number of fans, social distance the media, uh, certain areas that you were on, people couldn't go on, you know, the, the sideline personnel could not go into right. certain areas. You had a lot of moving parts to hosting
3: this college football game, and I thought they did a great job with it. I couldn't agree more, and they they do a fantastic job with everything over there. And one interesting thing to me is going to be how they determine which students you know get to come in at a game, and you know, that's you know something you'll have to figure out. But I think it was good that everybody showed up and you know created that environment. And you know you would have loved to have seen a packed house to open up the David Randa era, but you know they did the best they could. Once the game got rolling. I personally didn't you know, unless
0: I there was a couple of times I said I want to look and see what this looks like. Right. But once you you know once the you know the flow of the game got started and and they you know they were going at it, you really didn't think about the crowd. I mean because you had a lot of the same elements, you know, the music and the mm. lights and and the fireworks and you know you looked out and the, you saw the beautiful river beyond the scoreboard and then you saw the you saw the law center. I mean some of the things that you're accustomed to and you you saw and you just kind of got into the rhythm of the football game. And, and it's only when you specifically went, what does this look like? What does this sound like that you paid attention to it? Other than that, once the game got rolling, you were, you know, you were, you were in tune to what you were doing, uh,
3: Either being a fan or being a member of the media, or whatever. I think one element where you you might have noticed it, and luckily for Baylor, it didn't. They didn't get to this point because they dominated the game. Was if they were in a situation where you know they're backed up or they have somebody backed up in the end zone, and you need that that extra noise from the crowd to affect them, you know, you might that's, need it there. That's kind of what I was
0: talking about earlier in, in the hour when we were talking about going into Death Valley, right. in Baton Rouge. That's one heck of a place to go play. When that place is rocking, that place is as tough a place to go play. But when you've got twenty five percent, it just negates that that home field, if you will. And and, you know, another yesterday, Uh if that's if if that's if that's if that's a packed house in Seattle, Uh and you've muffed that kick and you're starting that drive on the one yard line, holy moly, communication would have been
3: impossible. Another one to think about, Norman. Yeah, you know if that if that if they had a big crowd in Norman, that 80, could have helped or with, whatever. Yeah, with the Iowa State, I mean, I think you're going to see that because does you, that neutralize that? Yes, and I think it does. To me, it does. You're, there is no and home field advantage. That may be
0: why we're seeing Arkansas State beat Kansas State and, and those kind of things, because it, it you have neutralized home field advantage
3: with the limited number of fans. It's kind of like a bowl game. You know, you have people coming out, especially like, say, your lower tier bowl games where you have well, certain, there. exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's like to me. And and you're going to see, I think you'll see consistently more teams win on the road in scenarios where that wouldn't be the case if it was a typical year. Well, I mean, that's why I said, I mean, I think it one of the things you can do.
0: And I think we want to talk about it in our next segment is talk about. The, uh, the AP Top 25, I got some questions that I, I need some answers to on the AP Top 25, and we'll do that in just a couple of minutes. This is ESPN Central Texas.
14: What do you call a spicy, crispy, flavor-packed, perfectly marinated chicken filet that's spicy on the inside, topped with fresh veggies, tangy pickles, and mayo? Some might call it the sandwich of their dreams, but if you're within range of a Burger, you can just call it lunch. Introducing the new limited-time spicy chicken sandwich. Sounds like the perfect way to spice up your next meal. It's everything you could ever want from a sandwich, and it's available now. So get to Whataburger and get your hands on it yourself.
7: My house has a new glow. I love my wings. you think this strange season means you
5: won't get the chance to visit Globe Life Field? Wrong. You can experience the brand new home of the Rangers with one of our daily tours presented by Choctaw Casinos and Resorts. Go
7: behind the scenes of this stunning new ballpark. Soak in the incredible views. Marvel at the art, the roof, and the air conditioning. And of course, relive the Rangers history that's literally written on the walls. Visit TexasRangers.com tours to make your plans today. At Bush's Chicken, you can always count on getting the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best.
10: Power, power is being behind the wheel of a Ram 3500 with 1,000 pounds per foot of torque. Power is a 12 inch touchscreen and 395 horsepower Hemi V8. Ram power days are going on now at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. If you count on your truck, then you can count on Cameron Autoplex to deliver the right truck for you. We have the selection and the pricing our customers deserve. We are your Central Texas Truck Authority. Shop in person or online at CameronAutoplex.com and remember, it's always cheaper in Cameron.
0: ESPN Central Texas, your your flagship station for Baylor football in 2020. Again, the Bears are on the road this Saturday. They're going to be in Morgantown to take on the uh, Mountaineers of West Virginia. That's going to be an 11 o'clock Central kick and a, a 9 a.m. broadcast. Now, isn't uh, isn't Morgantown in the East?
3: Like the Eastern Okay, so, so it'll be a, so
0: it'll be a noon kick for them. So okay, that that works for them. All right, uh, top 25 was released yesterday and Garrett I, I want to get your thoughts I, I know I have some feelings right. on this thing that are just hang on I just don't get but <laughs> makes sense that Clemson is number one Alabama's number two Florida's three Georgia is four and Notre Dame is five Texas after that thrilling <laughs> <laughs> overtime win uh, they uh, they're now number eight they drop a spot uh, to number nine rather and uh, the Aggies move from 10 to 13. They drop three spots after uh, beating uh, Vanderbilt uh, at home. Oklahoma State drops a couple of spots. They're now number 17. And Oklahoma plunges from 3 to 18. And uh, LSU dips from 6 to 20. Here's my question. Okay. And I'm I, those are okay. I mean, I, you know, I, that, that's – but when the Pac-12 – and their limited schedule, and the Big Ten in their limited schedule, and they haven't even begun to play, and other teams are playing three and four games. Does this poll – is this poll – you've got Ohio State at number six, I'm, and, and you've got Penn State at number 10. So you've got two teams in the top – occupying top ten spots
3: that haven't played and won't play for a while. Okay, here's why they did that. Because initially, when the, the first week came out, right, they had every team in there. And then they removed Pac-12 teams, and they removed Big Ten teams. Once they said, we're back, they plugged them in. So they had, like, Ohio State was number two or three, right? So they, and I was, I'm glad that he put Ohio State at six. I was really worried that they were going to put them in at, like, four. And just granted them a spot just because of the name. And great, they have a great opportunity to, to and to likely play in the college football playoff. Well, especially when you got three
0: teams in the SEC that are in the top four right right now, and they're going to play each other. I mean, you know, the way that the the new scheduling is is done with the SEC playing only SEC games. So they're going to play. So they're going to lose. Somebody's going to lose. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to open the door. So you're gift wrapping spots. And I understand this is a strange year. And it. And I don't know the correct way to do it. But I'm sitting here thinking, do you deserve to be a top 10 team, Penn State, Ohio State, when you haven't
3: played and everybody else has? I understand that. But, okay, they placed them there because if you placed them, all right, say you placed Ohio State at 12, right? Mm-hmm. Then they're, they're having a harder time to try to push to get into the college football playoff I think picture. that's my point, though. And they you, you just said placed.
0: Right. How about earn? How about this poll should be based on earning your way into the top it twenty-five? Be.
3: You earn your way out, right? Yeah. And, and look at look at Louisiana, right? They're three and zero. They've went on the road and beat uh, Iowa State, and then Iowa State turns around and beats uh, TCU. TCU. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not even ranked. You're telling me that they aren't a top twenty-five team? Not sexy, but they were without these teams being plugged in. Yeah, and I, I guess that's my
0: point. And even though we have a playoff, and I am thrilled that we have a playoff system, I still would like to see it changed. But you do not play your way in it; you play your way out of it. Let Let's be honest: aren't the top teams already those top four teams? Aren't they the teams that are going to play? I, if the if the top four, if the AP top four all went undefeated, twelve and zero in a regular season, isn't not that your playoff?
3: I guess it is, but like right now, there's no way because I mean you have. Alabama 2 well, Florida 3 Well I understand three. that. Yeah, but I think this year you're going to see more teams benefit from this with the SEC playing each other cuz you're going to it's going to open up some spots
2: well, for, sure it for people to climb in. Sure it is.
3: Sure it is. But again, I, I'm in every level
0: of competition you earn your way in and you you earn your way out, so to speak, but not in college football. With, with these polls and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, it's 11.53. Q is rolling in the house. Q, we had a packed weekend yeah, we of did. football, my friend.
14: Yeah, we did, man. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't ask for anything else. That's great. I love it.
0: I'm assuming that's the focal point of unr today
14: no we're actually going to break down every game from the rangers season all 60 games <laughs> that's not going to take long <laughs> we're going to break it all down but yeah you know what give a little credit to the rangers for ending their season pretty strong
0: well you know the fact of the matter is the young guys played hard right. and uh they and they also and it's kind of a cool way to mm-hmm. send su chu uh, I, I'm assuming he's out the door right? Uh, and down the road. But, uh, you know, he, he got an infield single, infield knock in his one plate appearance uh, yesterday. And kind of a cool way to go out. What do y'all think about the powder blues, the baby blue unis that uh, that they wore yesterday? I'm not a powder blue guy. That That is a That's uni that thing. they used to. When, when Fergie Jenkins was on the mound and Gaylor Perry and Jim Sundberg, their, their second uni was a powder blue uni, and uh, I, I, th- that, that throwback look was kind of cool.
3: I like it for sub teams, but the Rangers—I don't know. I guess I'm not used to seeing them like that, so well, it kind of throws yeah, me off.
14: I just there's certain iconic brands that right. are that, and then that's kind of where I'm at. You know yeah. what I mean? North Carolina, obviously. Shout out to China Spring. I mean, you know, there's yeah. there's uh, you know there's just iconic. Boilers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That just really stand out to you, and then there's the Rangers. It's like, yeah, it's, eh. one of these things is not like the other. Exactly. You know, I'd be good with reds and blues.
0: Yep, I hear you. But Bye. That's, that's me. And see when they, and I'm an old Ranger fan, and I mean old. When when the Rangers started wearing the red and the blue, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're white and you're powder blue. So, you know, there you different go. strokes. All right. Uh, what do you guys got coming up today?
14: Well, we got uh, Eddie Radasevich from Soonerscoop.com. He'll join us at 1230 to talk about Oklahoma and their loss to K-State and the second one uh, you know, or two years in a row now to, to Kansas State. So we'll talk all things Oklahoma football at 1230. Uh, Mark Fannin will join us, Franklin head football coach at 1:30. They picked up a big win, a big win mm-hmm. over uh, Lexington uh, to start conference play. So we'll, we'll talk to him at 130. Uh, right now, uh, Dave, Dave uh, Randa, Baylor head football coach, he's uh, having his meeting session so we'll break down a little bit of that and we'll we'll let you hear from that and obviously discuss a lot of the Baylor victory over Kansas you know was that Baylor being really 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 good or is that Kansas being really 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 bad we'll talk both sides of it you know because there's there's some uh, I think there's elements of both of that right and then obviously we'll talk about the Cowboys and the Seahawks 38-31 loss uh, moving the Cowboys to one and two we'll get into that conversation as well
0: all right sounds good Eleven uh, five away from 12 noon this is This is game time as we wrap things up here on a Monday. We're glad you were part of the program. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Have yourself a great day. UNR is next.